Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. Listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram, sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my websites, recoveryradiokmp3.com, sarcasticbigbook.com. And as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started or it's just winding down or it's somewhere in the middle, but here we are. With me, I'm glad. grateful I have no desire to drink today. I do have a freshly poured cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's. I just poured my second cup. Usually I have my first cup of coffee with you. But I am already on number two, so I'm a little cracked out. If I seem extra spastic today, that's part of why. It's one of those days where I can't imagine um, being in a better spot inside. You know, it's an inside thing. I know that's a very famous, very almost trite, cliche thing. Happiness is an inside job, but it is. It's deeply significant and true. I have been miserable at Disneyland and I have been in an an incredible mood at the DMV. The insides run the outsides, not the other way around. I know this. Learn this. Used to run a treatment center that was on a huge lake. I can tell you that the amount of times I was sitting there, lakeside, talking to somebody who just... The scenery behind them was so beautiful, but they just wanted to die. So many times I had those conversations with people. The idea is to have that landscape, or whatever peaceful landscape you imagine, as peaceful landscape, inside of you, and that's what I have today. As a result of doing very simple things. Not having this experience because I do complicated, fussy, cerebral things. 
complicated, fussy, cerebral things helped me, I would have continued doing them. But that was kind of some of the stuff I was doing in early sobriety, you know, particularly my second year of sobriety. Right before the desire to drink returned. (laughs) My program was very fussy. I'm using that word very deliberately. Fussy. Look it up. What is the definition of fussy? Um, Full of unnecessary detail or decoration. That's what I'm trying to say. Unnecessary detail. My program had a lot of unnecessary detail in it. You know, now I see that really clearly. At the time, I couldn't see it. I was just all tangled up with all kinds of stuff. All kinds of readings, all kinds of writings, all kinds of, you know, you know, strenuous efforts to, you know, understand things I was not incapable of understanding. This constant pull to be somewhere spiritually I was not. You know, it took me a long time to realize that that was not helping me and really actually very unspiritual to try to be somewhere that I was not. I was just trying so hard to be further along than I was, which was just causing me to digress. Um, You know, and the goal is so simple. The objective of the steps is so simple. It's to fit myself to be of maximum service to everyone around me and to God. So I had all this unnecessary detail, which was causing me to be less present and therefore less useful. I was working on myself so much that I was not available to people around me. (laughs) Do you see how funny that sounds? I was... I was working so hard on being present for people that I didn't have time because I was just so in my own world and my own fussy program. When I am working with uh, 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 an alcoholic who um, is going through the steps and a light bulb goes off and all of a sudden things become simple. It is one of the most exciting things in my life. It is like the big book says, it's just, it's such an experience. You just don't want to miss it. It's just so amazing to when somebody goes from being all tangled up and all caught up in all these I always imagine. So, um, I'm going to tell my story on here. 
Somebody just needs to nudge me a little bit, but I will do that. I do plan doing that. But it makes me say that is that um, when I was newly sober, I started uh, to sing in public. And um, I remember the first paid gig I got to sing in public. I was so nervous. I was, I was at this kind of fancy restaurant and I was a teenager. I don't know what the hell I was doing. And they gave me an amp. They had an amp that I had to dig out from the back and plug up these speakers and plug up the mic and the mic. And I remember, you know, there's all these people sitting there waiting for me to get my act together. And I was all tangled up in the water. <laughs> I was all tangled. I remember I was like sweating really bad. And I was trying to dress nice at the time. I didn't have a lot of options for like nice clothes, but I, I so I look, kind of look like a waiter with a black tie and everything. <laughs> I remember I was all tangled up. I have long blonde hair. I was all tangled up in this white button down shirt and a black tie and black pants that I bought like years earlier and just <laughs> sweating profusely and tripping over myself and just <laughs> uh, and I just I imagine that I mean that's spiritually what it was like for me the first couple of years I was sober and where I was going with this is when I'm when I'm working with somebody and they go from that to oh my god this is simple I'm not tangled up anymore. This is not not doing unnecessary work. It's thrilling. You know, there's something that, you know, a meeting, our primary purpose of a meeting is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. But the big book doesn't say that's my primary purpose. It doesn't say that at all. Big book says my job is to be maximum helpful, helpfulness and usefulness to everyone around me, not exclusively alcoholics, to everyone around me. Page 19 says a much more important demonstration of my principles lies before me in my home, in my work life in my you know interactions and affairs that's where the real demonstration really matters because that's where most of my time will be spent so you know if, if, if you think about that the book says that I don't know what pages is that on let's see I mean it says it a bunch of times in all kinds of different ways but it says it Exactly what I'm saying. A little page I like to call, hold on, calm down. Don't yell at me and force me to do things I don't want to do. As God's people, we stand on our own feet. We don't crawl before anyone. Okay. I told you I was a little cracked out. Um, the first time it says it on page 77 at the top. Third sentence. Fourth sentence. Our real purpose. They're talking about step nine. They're saying we are trying to get our life together. 
put it in order, but that's not our real purpose. That's not my real purpose. My real purpose is not to get my life in order. My real purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and the people about me. And here they're not talking about being around alcoholics at all. And it says it again on... Page 102. They're talking about getting into the social life of this world. They're not talking about working with other alcoholics. They're talking about getting back into the social life of this world. Don't start to withdraw again just because some people drink. It says, last full paragraph on the page, your job now is to be at the place where you could be of maximum helpfulness to others. So that's my job now. So the quicker I can get to a place where I'm able to be present and not make everything about me, the better. The quicker I am able to get present so that I can actually pay attention to someone or something other than me, the better. That's my job. My job is not to analyze myself to death and just keep the emotional thermometer in my mouth. How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? At some point, it must become about someone other than myself. And when my program and my understanding of it became simple and not fussy, my whole life opened up and changed. And that has been permanent. It was 30 years ago. I haven't looked back. I've gone through all kinds of hell, all kinds of discomfort, trauma, all different kinds of catastrophes tragedies and the simplicity of my program has not needed to be altered it is possible to know some things to do that will work from here on out it used to always scare me when people would say yeah you know Make it sound like they don't know what's going to help you. you got to change it up constantly. And I get that you have to... I get that yesterday's shower is not going to get you clean today. I understand that. But the, it's possible to know. You know, if you went to dentist, dentistry school, you, it's possible to know how to, like, be a dentist. And then just oh, always know how to be a dentist. have to <clears throat> learn some new aspects and change things up and here and there but it's possible to know stuff and then know it i learned how to play guitar when i was very young i still know and that's how the program has been for me which is very against the grain but i learned that it's very simple learned some very simple principles 
that have sustained me all this time. Not fussy. Allows me to be present. Usually. I don't study my character defects. There's no point. I already listed them, analyzed them. I'm aware of them. I'm not in denial of them. But I'm not staring at them either. My job now is to be present. So the simpler I can make my program, the better. I talk to God all day long. Talk to God when I'm walking. Talk to God when I'm driving. Talk to God in the morning. I do formal prayer. I do informal prayers all the time. To me, the highest form of prayer is joy and presence. Being appreciative of life is prayer. To me, it's praising God, I should say. If I'm on my knees praying all the time, but I'm not appreciative and grateful and experiencing joy, to me, I'm making it too complicated. It took me a long time to learn that, but that's that's how I feel about it. It's my experience. I'm grateful for that experience. It just keeps growing. I had an incredible, incredible experience when, when there was no in-person meetings and there was, we had to be on Zoom. Incredible for me. For the reason for that is very simple. I didn't make it about me. I thought, well, there's people who need to get sober. There's people who are struggling. There's people who need meetings. I'm going to meetings to help. What can I do? Okay, I guess we're doing this on Zoom now. And I have a host of new friends as a result of that. I mean, good Lord. My whole life has changed because of that. It's really able to demonstrate um, God's unlimited power as a result of just keeping it simple, not making it about me. Here's something simple. It's not about me. says in the book, I forget where, early on, talks about you just have to keep a really simple attitude or follow some really simple rules. I forget where that is. I don't feel like looking it up. Maybe you know where it is. If you do, just maybe send me an email. <laughs> but it's really true. If any part of my program is preventing me from being more present um, long term than 
It's not. It's going against the plot. I found that the realm of the spirit is, as the book says, broad and roomy. Easy to get in. Simple. Simple, but not easy. <laughs> Just keep quoting the book. I told you I'm a little cracked out. I have had a lot of caffeine. Want to see me guzzle this? Check this out. It's a, it's at that temperature where I can pound it, man. All right, it's my day off. No modeling, no exercising, no nothing today. I'm just going to relax. Pretty excited about it. So send me an email, sarcasticbigbook.gmail.com. Message me. Direct message me on Instagram, sarcastic.a.book. And um, if this podcast is helping you, pass it on to somebody. I'm going to give a shout-out today to Richard, my male model brother, who's uh, he's doing a, I think he's doing a shoot today for some tapioca pudding. <laughs> so dumb. Dumb. All right. Hello to my friends in Canada. If anybody needs to hear it, I'll say everything's okay. Here's the thing. I say this at the end of the, every show, but I really mean it. I don't, my life was saved. Do I think my life was saved so I can just, you know, complain and think about how everything affects me all day? Is that why my life was saved? It feel right to me. I get doing that because I'm I don't think that's why my life was saved. So, on that note, I don't know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you do the same.